This episode of Dear Adam Silver is brought to you by Bookman's, my favorite used bookstore, one-stop knick-knack shop, and Arizona institution. You never really know what you're going to find there. You can also trade your own used items in at Bookman's for cash or store credit, and during this time of social distancing, they have curbside pickup for books ordered ahead of time and for selling and trades. Bookman's has locations in Tucson, Flagstaff, Phoenix, and Mesa. And right now, Bookman's is running a Summer Reads card program. For every nine books a customer buys, they get their 10th book for free, and Bookman's will also donate a book to a local literacy nonprofit. Customers can ask any cashier for a card. You can get a new Summer Reads card until September 13th. And if you already have one, you can use it until September 30th. All the information can be found at www.bookmans.com. So grab your mask and head over. And remember, Bookman's has cool covered. Just because I dunk the basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kid. Hello, and welcome back to Dear Adam Silver, a show dedicated to creating alternative perspectives on sports and art. Today is a first for Dear Adam Silver because we have a play being performed on the show. Horse is a comedy written by Kathleen Cahill, who is a playwright living in Salt Lake City in Tucson. I would really like to thank the two amazing actors you will hear today, Elizabeth Nunziato and Peter Story, who are both company members with the B Street Theater in Sacramento, California. I, of course, would also like to thank Kathleen for writing such a great play and being willing to share it on the podcast. And a huge shout out to Blake Gillespie, friend of the pod, former and future guest, and fellow Adam Silver pen pal who saw this play originally and suggested I reach out to Kathleen. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Horse, a comedy by Kathleen Cahill. Characters, Bill, a businessman, 50, played by Peter Story. Mary, his wife, a librarian, 50, played by Elizabeth Nunziato. We are in an empty playground and basketball court. Sound of Bill bouncing the basketball very intensely. Let's play ball. I haven't been in a playground in years. I am so jazzed to be out of the house. A few weeks ago, it was roaring with kids. Where did they go? All the kids are stuck at home, including ours. It's like a cloud descended and turned all the kids into two 50-year-olds with a basketball. Two 50-year-olds who are ready to play ball. Here we go, here we go. Sound of the basketball room vibrating as Bill does a layup shot. Bam! The years have passed by like a dream. Where did our life go? Don't get all deep and thoughtful on me, Mary. This is how I am, Bill. I'm a librarian. Hey, we got out of Space Station Zero, otherwise known as our house, to come here and have a little simple fun. I feel childish. At my age, to be in a playground, playing ball. What's childish about it? This is mature adult sports with an official NCAA b-ball that I found in the garage. Sound of Bill dribbling the ball. Hook shot! Sound of Bill shot making a racket going into the basket. Nothing but net. Here, you toss a few. Warm up. Mary bounces the ball. Go ahead, take a shot. Go on, shoot. Just... Take the shot, Mary. I'm not ready. Just throw the ball at the basket. I'm concentrating. What do you think this is, chess? 
She throws the ball at the hoop, the swishing sound of the ball slipping into the net. Look at that. You did it. Beginner's luck. Nothing but net first time out. Okay. Ready to play? Do we have to play a game? Can't we just take turns throwing the ball at the hoop? What's the point of that? I'm terrible at games. So what if you're terrible? We're just having fun. We're releasing a little tension and getting some exercise. I don't know, Bill. We came out here to play ball. What is the problem? You have to be tall to play basketball. You're six foot. I'm five two. This isn't my game. We're not playing basketball. We're going to play a very simple, fun game that I used to play as a kid. I'm just not, I'm not competitive. This isn't a competitive game. Your idea of competitive is different from my idea of competitive. Why is that? Because you're competitive. I'm not competitive. Yes, you are. By what standards am I competitive? By the standards of the capitalist world out there, I am not competitive. In fact, I'm a wuss. You're not a wuss. Thank you. Not compared to me. Well, maybe you're a wuss compared to your colleagues, but not to me. Bill bounces the ball, then stops. Compared to which colleagues am I a wuss? I don't know. Come on, you brought it up. Which of my colleagues? I don't know all your colleagues. Of the colleagues that you know, which ones are, in your opinion, less wuss-like than me? You're not a wuss. Can we stop bickering? Are we bickering? We're starting to bicker. I can feel it. We came out here to stop bickering. We can bicker when we go home. Oh, something to look forward to. In the meantime, we're playing horse. Horse? This game is called horse. The way it works is first person takes a shot at the basket, and if I make it, then you have to take the same shot. Are you the first person? I don't have to be first. You can be first if you want to be first. I don't need to be first. You can be first. This is your game. It's, it's not my game. I don't own it. It's just a game for fun. For fun. Okay, so... Let's just say I take the first shot and make the basket. Then you have to take the same shot and make it. If you don't, you get an H. And what do you get? I don't get anything. If I don't make the basket, you get nothing? And you get an H. If I, and if I do make the basket? Nobody gets anything. We just keep playing. What's the point of the game if nobody gets anything? You, you get things. You get letters. Like you get an H and then an O and an R and an S and E. Horse. And then? Then you lose. What does the winner get? The winner experiences the pleasure of not losing. But the winner doesn't really win. You lose or you don't lose. That's it. You can think of it as a socialist game. I don't agree with your interpretation of socialism. <laughs> Wait. We don't have to agree politically. That's the beauty of games. I have a problem with the premise of this game. What's wrong with the premise? I think it's sad. You think this is sad? What about Russian roulette? You lose your shot in the head, you're dead. That is a sad game. This game is depressing because you don't really win. You just don't lose. And if you don't lose, you're the winner. You're a winner because you're not a loser. Come on, let's play. I'll play one game. One game, that's all. Okay, one game. You go first. You can go first. Mary bounces the ball. I am so terrible at games. When I was a kid, we used to do crazy things like throw the ball backwards under our legs. I'll do it that way. 
no, don't do that. That's just a ridiculous shot that only screwball adolescent boys do. Don't try to throw the ball backwards. I don't, what are you doing, Mary? You're going to miss and blame me. Sound and of the swoosh as the ball slips into the basket. Unbelievable. You did it. Go, Mary. <laughs> I don't get a point. No point. And now I have to shoot the same shot from the same place. And if I miss, I get an H. And if you make the basket, you don't get a point. I don't get a point. Nobody ever gets a point. There are no points in this game. If you do something right, you should get points. That's why people attempt things. That's why they take risks and try and hope. Sometimes there are no points. This is such a sad game. It's not sad. There's no sadness here. Look at the shot you just made. I can't get over the implicit existential injustice that is woven into this game. What injustice? It's all about trying to keep up and never having a chance to get ahead. What are you, an editorial in the New York Times? Is this the opinion pages? This is a playground. And we're playing a simple little game that I had fun playing when I was a kid. Okay, so now I got to get into this crazy position and shoot. Sound of the ball hitting the pole that holds the basket. You hit the pole. But I enjoyed myself. Now I have an H, and you get to take the next shot. Upside down, backwards, over your legs, under your legs, whatever you want. Your choice. Free enterprise. But if I were you, I'd shoot from back here. Nice straight shot like this. Bill throws the ball, the sound of it going in. Nothing but net. Your turn. Did you take two turns? I was just fooling around shooting from back there because I'd like to shoot from back there. It's your turn. You're right. Mary bounces the ball. She moves to a spot almost directly under the basket. I'll try from here. You're under the basket, Mary. Move back a little. I like it here. You're not in position. There's a position. You're too close. You're just going to hit the rim. If I hit the rim, I'll get an H. So what? You won't get an H. I won't even get an H? You don't want to get an H. But I thought... Look, look, if you don't make the shot, then it's my turn to decide where I want to shoot from. If you do make the shot, I have to make the shot that you just made from this very difficult... from this impossible position that you've chosen right under the basket. So I'm making it hard for you. Isn't that what I'm supposed to do? You're making it hard for yourself. I'll just do the best I can. You're not going to make it from where you're standing. It's impossible. That's okay. It's just a game. Mary bounces the ball. She shoots. The sweet sound of the swoosh as the ball slips into the basket. How did you do that? I don't know. It just went in. It sure did. Now you have to make the same shot, right? Yeah. It's a tough shot. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't know how tough it is. Oh, I know. You don't know. I know. What, are you sympathizing with me now? Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to hit the rim. You might not. I'm going to hit the rim. He takes the shot, sound of the ball hitting the rim. See, I told you, I hit the rim, but that's fine. So I have an H and O, and it's your turn. Again? Yes. Where are you going to shoot from this time? Mm, I feel comfortable here. You have the whole court to play in. The whole court, the whole playground. Why do you want to keep shooting from right under the basket? I don't know. I'm used to it. You're not used to it. You just started playing this game. 
Mary bounces the ball and shoots, the sweet sound of the swoosh. You did it again! How do you do that? I concentrated? I am up against the master of the dink shot. Why is it a dink shot? When you're close to the basket, it's called a dink shot. That's what we used to call it. Dink, as in dinky. As in minor, lesser, second-rate, insignificant. I'm master of the insignificant. I didn't say that. You said it was a dink shot. Dink just means easy. But you said it wasn't easy. You said it was impossible. When women achieve something, men always reduce its importance. It's a classic tool of the patriarchy. We use the tools we have at our disposal. What can I say? I'd appreciate it if you didn't call it a dink shot. <sighs> it's not a dink shot. I apologize. Bill bounces the ball and shoots, sound of the ball hitting the rim and missing. As predicted, I missed. Now I have H-O-R. My turn again? Yeah. Sound of Mary bouncing the ball. So you're going to stand under the basket again. It's my spot. Your spot. It says Mary in invisible letters under the basket. I like it. Mary bounces the ball and shoots. Again, the swoosh as the ball slips into the basket. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, why? Well, you made a noise, like you were hurt or something. Give me the ball. Here you go. You know what I think? I think the basket is dark matter, and the gravitational pull is so great, it just sucks the ball right in. But only for you, not for me. You might make it this time. Directly under the friggin' basket? No way. Uh, aren't you gonna dribble first? I don't need to dribble. I find it helps me focus. I don't need to focus. I know what's going to happen. Bill shoots, sound of the ball hitting the rim. Okay, so I have H-O-R-S. Well, this is going to be a short game. Don't you think attitude has something to do with it? Oh, sure, sure. Attitude has a lot to do with it. I think you're developing a negative attitude. Me? Nah. You go ahead and take your shot under the basket, and it'll go in, and then I'll have to take the same shot, only I'll hit the rim and get an E, and the game will be over, and we can go home. We came here to have some fun. Yeah, but there is no fun. There is no fun anywhere. All the fun has been taken out of the world because of bad people. Bad people like me. I, I, I'm a terrible ball player. You, you're at least improving. I'm not improving. I'm getting worse. Pretty soon, I'm going to be your ball boy. Bill, it's just a game. Only a game. I know it's a game. Do I need to be told it's a game? It's not a threat to your status as a man. What status? Oh, come on. You know something. What's that? This game brings out your need to win. I don't need to win. I'm a librarian. Librarians don't need victory. They need order. Yeah, but that's just your cover. My cover? You have a need to win, but you haven't come to terms with it. You pretend you're all about the Dewey Decimal System, but in reality... No one uses the Dewey Decimal System anymore, and what does that even mean? In reality, you're competitive, but you can't deal with it. I'm competitive? Many women suffer from this syndrome. How do you know? I read about it in a book, Women and Winning. You read that book I gave you two years ago? You said it was good. So I read it, and now I see the truth of it being played out right before my eyes. I never realized this about you, Mary, how much you have an unacknowledged need to win. You can argue with me if you want to, but I know what I see. I am so touched that you did that. What? You read that book. You gave it to me. 
Yeah, but I didn't think you'd actually read it. It was very enlightening. Now, Catherine the Great, she did not have this problem, but she's unusual. Hillary Clinton has a version of this problem that's more complicated because of uh, a negative blowback from the gender normative world. Eleanor Roosevelt had a very hard time with competition. You, you remind me of Eleanor Roosevelt, acute Eleanor Roosevelt. I do. Intelligent, a uh, little introverted and shy, but when you need to win, you go for it. Sometimes I do, but because you read the book, I'm gonna shoot from back here and give you a break. Sound of Mary dribbling, then the swoosh as the ball slips into the net. Of course it went in. You could shoot from another state and it would go in. I'll get the ball. I'm surprised it, it doesn't just roll back to you on its own. Here you go, Bill. Right, so I'm hanging by the merest thread and I go to my death. He shoots, sound of the ball hitting the rim. Okay, that's it. H-O-R-S-E, end of game, I lost. I'm... Do not apologize. I didn't expect to win. I mean, I didn't expect to not lose. It's okay. Things happen. Unexpected, unpredictable things happen all the time. They do. This is sort of like Boise State defeating the Boston Celtics. Unbelievable, right? Boise State is a college team, and the Celtics are professional, so they would never. And in, in, in an alternate universe, it could happen. Maybe. Are you okay, Bill? Of course. Sure, my wife beat my ass, but that is okay. I can deal with that. It's okay. Because you know what, Mary Catherine? What, Bill? You always surprise me. You surprise me, too. Okay, let's go home, let's go. Bill. Come on. Mary starts to bounce the ball. You up for another game? Another game, are you kidding me? Best two out of three? Uh, I'll go first, winner goes first. No, loser goes first, that's me, that's the rules. And I'm shooting from back here, back here, Mary, at the foul line. Bill starts to bounce the ball. He shoots. Sound of the ball hitting the rim. End of play.